GoBirds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. Podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. The all new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app has you covered. Elliot Shore Parks. What up? How you doing, pal? Just over. We got the aftermath. Yes. We're, we're still basking in the glow. Howie's on, on WIP this morning. Taking victory laps. Super Howie, you know, like Mr. Happy Howie guy. Don't love that, but do love what the man did this weekend. How you feeling a couple days out? I do really think After the draft. I do really think like if I was a general manager, it would just be so much easier just to take the the players, <laughs> the players that people, that people want. Because yeah. if you think about it, the chances of these draft picks hitting out hitting are like at best case scenario fifty percent. Like at like first round, like best case scenario. Then you're getting into like the third round, and the chances these guys hit are like you know fifteen, twenty percent, whatever it is. Why not just take the players that people want? So everyone gets excited and everyone gets off your back. Like when you think about the difference, you have to like really believe in somebody. I think I know, but you can't. I know you can't. I'm mostly kidding, but But I I get it. Like Like, I I, why not? Like look how good these last few days have been for how you take the player. You take the players you think are gonna be the best players because ultimately, while I agree with you in the moment, it's a salve. Right. If Nicobe Dean stinks, no one's gonna remember that we all wanted Nicobe Dean. They're gonna rip Howie for taking him. Like that's the way this works. As as dumb as that is, because. As we talked about, as we heard on our Saturday show, Nicobe Dean, without a doubt, the most popular third-round pick in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. You know, forgetting what happened after, just in the moment. Like, no one can be upset if it doesn't work out. We all wanted him. All of us. But people will be. Exactly. And yeah. that's the point. And thus, I think that's why you just try and take the best player. Obviously, yeah. Which they do. You know, look, if Howie wanted to do what we wanted— he would have taken Justin Jefferson. I wouldn't be able to hold the name over that him. comes up on every pod. Of course it does, and it might for years. How could it not, and it might for years. Well, they have better, arguably, receivers now. I mean, you could debate, but better than what? Justin Jefferson. Justin, Justin Jefferson still better just, than both those guys. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I agree yeah, with yeah. that. Yeah, they're not better than the both of them. But I do think AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Like it's interesting. Yeah, it's, they're up there. You see a lot of like uh, we talked about this, but even just like on Twitter, they'll rank. You know, like which group of receivers would you want? And like the Eagles are on there now. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I was thinking about it. I was actually laying in bed the other night thinking about going through each team. Yeah. Trying to figure it out. You know, in the NFC. Who'd you come up with? 
So I re- I did I really focus on the NFC because then the AFC started to get really yeah it's tough yeah it's tough. well and also who cares honestly. who cares right. so in the NFC um the the ones that first came to mind like Godwin and Evans I think you you put in that discussion yes Godwin's coming I think I still think AJ Brown might be better than both those guys well and Godwin's coming an off an injury right which I think you have um, to consider I think Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson would be very high on that list I Cooper, think they're better I agree Cooper Cup's best receiver in football probably I mean right. Yeah, Him I or think he Adams. Is. Yeah. I mean, Although I, I will he just say, had. I, I I will say if I had to pick a receiver, he would not be my choice. But I agree that he probably is. <laughs> it's a silly way to put it. I mean, like yeah. I just would take Devontae or DK or like Justin Jefferson. I, get it. I agree, Cooper Cup's awesome. He just wouldn't be my choice. Yeah, that's 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 what happens with Cooper Cup, and yet he's just the best. Yeah, he's, what he had like twenty four, <laughs> twenty five touchdowns last year, including like the playoffs. Nineteen hundred yards receiver. Yeah, he's very good. Very good. Um, I uh, there are a couple other. I mean, Jefferson and Thielen, whatever you think of Thielen at this point, but right. they would be in the discussion. Um, and I feel like Cowboys, Cowboys, not oh, Cowboys. Actually, I would mind. take AJ Brown yeah. and Devontae over those. Yeah, two. you're right. Because CD and, and they, they lost coming off Amari. the injury, yep, coming off an injury. So yeah, and then if you add tight end too, I mean, like the the Buccaneers have you know good tight. End. I guess DK and Tyler Lockie would. So, but you're not scared of Seattle as a team, but they would be in the right. discussion. They'd be in the discussion. But if you add Goddard in there, which I think you should, like the tight end is a, essentially a receiving position these days. I mean, Goddard, you know, he's certainly on the short list of best tight ends in the NFL, let alone the division yeah. or the uh, conference. So, yeah, I mean, like we've talked about this on the last two pods, but it's true. I mean, they're just a way better team now. So Like excited. there's really no other way to put it's it. unbelievable. Like, and – after all off season, we've recorded a lot of pods talking about him, and I've been down on him. Like you've been very down. We had flip spots. Yeah. Last off season, it was all about you being like, "They're going to be good. They're going to be good," and me being like, "You're crazy." It's flipped around. Everything's I'm, I'm falling. It's all into, positive. Yeah. I'm a Mr. Howie Roseman over here. Everything's falling into place. Like you look at the re- the rest of the roster, and like it just shows how much one player changes everything. Like AJ Brown makes the offense that much better. Like, if Jordan Davis and Kobe Dean hit, I know you can go with any draft picks. You go to any team and say if their first and third round pick hit, of course they're better, and they are. But, like, there's just a higher ceiling with those guys, and there are other third-round picks. And it was certain to go other first-round picks. I have some Jordan Davis thoughts we can get into. I watched the – went and did some tape, some Look YouTube you. tape. you. Taping um, it up. Exactly. Film. Yeah, film breakdowns, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just – a few days out from the draft, like – they're just way better. That's really the best way to put it. They're just a way better team than they were before the draft started. And look, there's just more excitement. And, and you know, not that that matters. Ultimately, they need to go out and win football games, and that's the only way we're going to be truly excited about yeah. this team. But, it, it, you know, for an offseason leading into potentially a season, it felt like it really was lacking juice, lacking excitement, lacking, to your point, it really felt like they were just kind of running it back for the most part. Well, they were being complacent, which was so weird to me. But but what's interesting now is if you look at it, if they trade for A.J. Brown the first day of free agency and they sign Hassan Reddick, like Yeah, we're, we're, we're ecstatic. In what ways is this team not all in? Like, other than the fact that they traded their first-round pick to next year. Well, tra- yeah, that's one of the ways. But that's one of the ways, right. But I'm saying outside of that, they were extremely aggressive in adding talent. They had... Well, like, well, they didn't get well, everybody. Of it, look, they're I, they're clearly plan. They're they're clearly straddling. They're clearly trying to to quote unquote be all in on this season while also thinking about the future and planning for the future. But I think which is a smart way to do it if you sure. can thread that needle. Man, let me tell you. What? I, yeah, did you sleep last night? It's so, like your fifth yawn already. So, Am I that boring? No, no, no. I'm, so here's feelings a little bit. No, no, so here's what's happening. <laughs> I'm trying not to yawn because obviously I'm recording a pod. 
But because I am not yawning, it's just it won't Making go away. Making yawn, just yawn, just get out of the way. Well, now I can't like on demand. <laughs> as I can't soon as just... the pressure is on. There's yeah. no yawn coming. But um, no. But I'm saying like you're right. The first round pick is definitely a punt to next year to a certain extent. But that's like you know what, ten percent of the off season. If you really want to like you know, put a lot but of emphasis again, on it. it's not. It's you forget specific moves, right? It's more organizationally, philosophically. I think that they are not fully all in. All, I think they're as all in as they could be given the restrictions that's my point. they have. They're all stuff. in as they can right, be. But that's what they, again, that's what the Eagles try and do every year. That's what they always say. They always say we're always in. And I think they are in, but I think they're also thinking about the future, which is what I want them to do. Yeah. I got no complaints right now. I, I'm not, I'm not. I think they're set up really well right now. What I'm saying though is I think they are more in than I previously did. Because like, if you look at it, you're right. They are looking at the future. I'm not saying they're being reckless. I'm not saying any of that. But, like, they signed two really big free agent money. Like, Hassan Reddick, you can debate, I guess, if it's really big money. But it was a day one free agency signing to arguably the top player at the position on the market. So, like, it's a significant signing. A.J. Brown got a really big deal, right? Like, up to $100 million, over $50 million guaranteed. Like, that's a really big contract. They have almost, you know, they have, like, cap space, but they certainly aren't, like, sitting on cap space. Like, they have, I think, you know, 11 or $12 million. That's not a lot of cap space. So they went out, they traded up in the first round. They took N'Kobe Dean in the third round. N'Kobe Dean, in my opinion, is much more of a win-now player, like, you know, than, than some, like, prospect that you're taking, like a Davion Taylor to, yeah, like, develop. Yeah, but I think they just took the best player there. Well, but, but yeah. what I'm saying I mean, if is— that, because you can make the exact argument the opposite way about the Cam Jurgens pick. Yes, And I know right. he might play guard this year or whatever, but that is, a, that is a pick for the future more than for the now. Yes, but I still think at the majority—if we were to sit down and write down, like, the 10 biggest moves they made this offseason— I think like seven or eight of them would be moves made to win in 20. Now, you can make the argument AJ Brown is a win now and later move just both. because of his age. Yeah. But they so are so sound right. They both are. They are clearly trying to win more this year than I initially thought, is the point I'm making. Like their roster is considerably better than it was when they left the field in Tampa. They have better players on defense. They have a way better number one receiver. So, like, they've improved a lot. Like, they should be better next year. Now, clearly, this comes with the caveats always of like Jalen has to improve, the coach, like all those things. But, they are not a team that's like they they were active in free agency. They did make a major trade. They traded up in the draft. Like so they are doing things that we would commonly associate with a win now team. I agree with you. They're also looking yeah, at the future. Yeah, again, but. I just think yeah, I think that it's not it's not one or the other. You know what I mean? I don't think it's a win their win now. I think that they are doing what they can to make this roster the best they can while also saying, hey, this might not be the quarterback. We're planning for the future as well. If they're all in for this year, they trade that extra pick for a player rather than for a Yeah, no, there year. have been moves. But you I'm know saying, what I mean? Like, if you so, had to pick one be, or the other, which would you pick? Just for I, fun. I don't I can't. I don't okay. think it's a, I don't think it's I think you're making something into an either or that is not an either or. You know what I mean? I think that they're doing the best that they can with the salary cap and the the pieces they have to maneuver mm-hmm. for right now. Like if you ask me, do I think the Eagles think they will be better this year or next year? I think they think they'll be better next year. Or at least I think that they think that they are building something that can be good you mean, for when multiple years. When you say next years. year, you mean twenty twenty. My point is more that I think they're building this with an eye on the next five years as a whole. Rather than just this year. This year is part of those five years, but I think they're looking at trying to build up the roster for the future. They're trying to get younger. The offense is young all of a sudden. Like mm-hmm. all the stuff we've talked about. I think that they're in the process of taking that old Super Bowl roster that, you know, they went for it the extra two years, made the playoffs, made the run the one year, the whole thing. But clearly, as Howie has talked about many times, like they committed to guys longer. They went for it. They took that window and went for it. I think they're trying to start another window. And I think they're trying to to flip that over. And and I think they're doing a pretty good well, job. Well, the window's of it. definitely open right now. Like they like 
they should be expect, in my opinion, they should be expected to win a playoff game next year. Like I think that that is what the goal should be. If they do not win a, and of course again, it can yeah, happen a lot. Again, of different you're making ways. very grandiose statements. Well, that's what that's what we do. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, well, not yet. It's it's May third. We got well, a little time to get there. The roster's not even done being built yet. I don't look at the date when I record. We're not even done being built yet. But, we still don't have a second corner or a safety. That's yeah. gonna happen. So I'm saying so they can only improve in a way. I, you would hope so, yeah, or they but, could not fill those spots. But I'm saying, and you're like, oh, well, what do we do now? When you look at the acquisition of AJ Brown, Kobe Dean, like all the, you know, if you want to go back, like Hassan Reddick, like they could, they could in theory lose a playoff game where we walk away and say that was encouraging, sure, right? Like they course. definitely could. But, but I think that if you just want to say like what should be expected of them next year, I think it should be to win a playoff game. It should be to take a step further than they did last year. And last year they made the playoffs, like. If they win the division and they lose a playoff game by three points where everyone plays well, yeah, like, of I just course, think there's a lot a of qualifiers. You know what I mean? Like you right. could say that they could they could lose a, the Josh Allen game could be them this year. I mean, probably not that specific yeah. way, but they could go to overtime and lose a playoff game. We feel great about them. You know, like so. I don't. I don't. You know, I'm not there, but I do think that they should be. Exp- I think a better way to say it, a more fair way to say it, is they should be expected to be better this year than last year, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, and because they've added, they've gone out and they've added yeah. the talent. And it hurts in another year in this offense. It's Sirianni and the coaching staff in year two after year one. Like, they know the roster now. We shouldn't have the first seven weeks be not running the ball. Like, all that type of stuff. Yes, they should. This team should absolutely be better this year than last year. No question. Yeah, well, and that's what I'm saying in the way, like, they are more in than I thought personally initially. Like, I remember my biggest complaint about them was, they were being something I thought I'd never seen from them. That's like complacent. Like they they were they seemed like okay with like we'll set our target at like seventy percent of what a player wants, and if he'll take that, then he he'll sign. But if not, we're not going to pay somebody crazy money. Like so, the AJ Brown thing to me was like a different mentality and strategy in terms of going out and saying. I mean, AJ Brown wasn't cheap. A I get first, it. A third and a max. I just deal. think it was. I think it was the right player. I think for that, sure. I think it's. I think it's situational. It's not like they chose to not sign guys or whatever. I think they were being smart. They were saying, "Hey." We're not going to sign this guy for more than this amount. This is what we value this guy at. Here's the con. You want it? No? Cool. And I think in the past, they might have been more willing to say, all right, screw it. We got to get the guy for right now. We got to win right now. Like, I actually think this, like, the way they've handled this offseason is a sign that they're not doing it the wrong way, that they're trying to build the team the right Right. way. And I do think that, you know, I've said that a million times. Like, I think that matters. And I think that's what they're doing now. No, and so I think now that we're through the draft, I agree. I think they've had a strong offseason in a lot of ways. I 100% agree with you. But from where I was three weeks ago, like, my expectations personally have changed. Like, Of course. Yeah, well, they went it, out and got a number one yeah, receiver. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. three weeks ago, I would have said, look, like, I think there's a decent chance this team doesn't make the playoffs. I think I, we've talked about how I think the Giants are going to be better than people think. Like, now I look and I say, like, the pieces fit. Like, the puzzle of whatever the Eagles offseason was, and I don't think it included getting A.J. Brown. I think that came and they pounced on it and it happened. But now that we're through all the important parts of the offseason, free agency, the, you know, the first, second, third wave of free agency, the draft, like all those things, the puzzles, the puzzle pieces to me fit. Like what they've done this offseason came together. I'm surprised. Like it's almost like they found a missing piece under the carpet in the last second for the puzzle and it like made it all come together. But where they're at now is very different than where I thought they would be a few weeks ago when we were talking about yeah, this team. You should have like, trusted Howie like I did. Well, I mean, I've been saying for I was like, you know, great move, Howie. Howie's yeah, making great moves. You're the Howie here. guy now. I just trusted the guy. I knew he was going to make good moves, and he did. You yeah. See, you should have listened to yourself last offseason. Well, I can only react to what I'm seeing, uh-huh. and I was not a fan of what was happening. Uh-huh. But now it's it's all coming together. A and that's why I do look and I say, like, Jalen on your guy. <laughs> if Jalen can be, you know, he was arguably what? 
I don't know. 15, top, top 18, 15, 20, like last year, like however you want to do it. If he can be top 12 next year, they can be a playoff team. Like the yeah, defense is no going question. to, the defense could potentially be very good. Like, I'm like, not there yet. Well, so the depth, the it depth. Could, like, look, if, if Davis contributes immediately, if Dean contributes immediately, if they fix, yeah, if lots they do of get, ifs, we'll talk sure. about it, if they get James Bradbury or whatever, like, yeah, yeah, but right now, I'm not there yet. So I think the defense could be better. The depth that they have on the offense and defensive line is pretty insane. It's, well, especially offensive. Because the defensive line, like you could say they have depth, but we don't like Derek Barnett. We don't like – none of True. those guys are super special. The offensive line, what makes that great is they have super special guys like Kelsey, Lane, Mylotta, guys who are like the best in the league potentially. But then every single guy they cycle through there can play, and it's a credit to Stoutland. Well, but like, and Howie. And – yeah, but I think more to Stalin. I really do. Like, and I'm I'm giving Howie credit yeah. over here, but I think the offensive line in particular, I think is a is a massive credit to Stalin. They take guys in late rounds. He gets everyone ready to play. He gets them ready to play together. Brett Toth is out there last year, looking passable as a tackle, like all that type of stuff. I think that I think the the depth on the O line is because the depth on the D line. Yeah, they have guys, but are we really excited outside of the interior on the outside? Are we excited about those guys? No, like Josh Sweat. Like sure. But, like, no one's really super excited. They don't excited. have the top-end talent. But Whereas I, the I, offensive line has top-end talent, and I think the backups are even better. Like, you you just feel good with anyone playing on that line. Well, that's where – so I went through yesterday, and I put together a backup offensive line and a backup defensive line. And this is probably a bit of a stretch because, to be honest, like, I don't know the backup situations for every offensive defensive line. Hand up. But I think, like, the the backup offensive line, they can they can start. And I'm talking, like, with no starters. Like, no lane, my lot of, like, just backups. Is arguably like better than what the Giants put out there at offensive. I think line it might be. It could and a defensive line, you're right that I'm a little higher on Barnett than you are, but we're neither of us are Barnett guys, and you don't know what Brandon Graham's going to be. But I'm expecting, and I love BG. You know he's my favorite Eagle of all time. I'm not expecting any like if he gives you anything great, but the, he's a 33 year old coming off yeah. a torn Achilles. Like I don't think you can have any fair expectations to expect anything. But real if he's from like him. let's say 50 percent of what he was before the injury, he's still an average NFL starter. Like sure. he was an above, like very good NFL I agree. starter. So I agree. I just again, I'm not. No, I think it's I a fair. Yeah, I don't even know if he can play. Like yeah, I don't. You no, know it's what a mean? completely yeah. fair assumption yeah. to have. But if you look at their backups, it's Derek Barnett. Um, if you want to say it would be Jordan Davis, Derek Barnett, Jordan Davis, Milton Williams, Brandon Graham. Like it's a it's a defensive line where if those are your starters, you're saying like not great, not great. But if those are your backups, like that's pretty crazy. Well, I that I think the point more is that the depth of the D line is very good. They just don't have the high end stuff. Agreed. Like, the starters are not as high yeah, end exact, as the starting offense. Not even line. close. I mean, Javon Hargrave is the only starter we feel great about, and I guess Reddick, if you count him as a starter or whatever, you feel good. We'll see mm. and the, how they use him all that, but like. No, and even that Hargrave you feel good about, but you, you don't feel as good about him as you do as Kelsey as center, Lane Johnson as a tackle, Agreed. whatever. Mylotta. Absolutely. Even Landon Dickerson, Even honestly. Landon Dickerson. So so I get your point. I do think they have depth at the D-line spot. It's just not special like the offensive line. Yeah, for sure. I think the strong— like, I think they have, the top to bottom, when you conclude everything, they have the best offensive line group in football. I agree. I don't, I, like, I don't want to say it's not close, but— it's probably not close. Like, I mean, when you include the backups, it's probably not close. Yeah, like, I don't know for sure, but it probably is not close. I just think what's going to make them good this year, and it's what I thought last year, but I think even more about it this year, is they're they're going to get very good. Well, they're going to get a lead offensive line play, like for sure. They will mm-hmm. get a lead offensive line play. And I do think the pass rush is better. Like they were already good against the run last year. They were seventh, I think, in yards per carry allowed ninth and maybe total yards. So, like, they were a top-ten run defense, which is good enough. Their pass rush obviously has to be better, for sure. They were 31st, I think, in sacks last year. You would think Hassan Reddick helps that. Like, 
we'll see Nicobe Dean and Kaiser White. I think they're both more capable of getting sacks than the other linebackers they had. But I like when you look at football, and we this maybe could lead us into the safety and cornerback question. But when I rank like, okay, how good do I think a team is going to be? Actually, I tweeted this. Let me pull it up. Like, I think the the item the the teams that you look the uh, positions you look for when like saying will this team be good? It's like quarterback, offensive line, head coach, defensive line, skill position players, ability to run the ball. Like those to me are the important things. I agree. I would put I would put corner at the back end of that. Yeah, too. I think corners like you know yeah. five six something like that. Yeah. But I think the quarterback question is obviously there. But if you look at, like, the five or six things we just agreed in general, the Eagles are really good at a lot of them. Like, yeah. I think we feel really Second good at— corner is really the only question. Yeah, and I think— And the, the, the pressure. From yeah, the, the pressure. So, like, I think if you go through that list, Jalen, you, you, you're— you conf- uh, Yeah, obviously Jalen. Well, yeah, but you're confident. I think you're going to get competent play mm-hmm. out of him, right? I don't think a lot of teams can say that with a high upside. I think we both feel good about Sirianni. Mm-hmm. We both feel good about the offensive line. Mm-hmm. We both feel better about the defensive line. Um, they obviously can run the ball. Like, that's clear. Um, and I think the the cornerback and then the skill position players, as we've talked about, are some of the best in the NFL. So, yes, they have concerns at safety and corner. But, like, honestly, if you're going to have concerns anywhere, like, I think those are kind of where you want them, especially where with corner, it, yes, they need a number two corner, but they have an elite number one and a very good nickel. So, like, it's a three-man group, the corners. Like, it's three starters, essentially, and you feel really good, I think, about two of them. So they need safeties. They need a number two corner. But overall, like, the roster is in really good shape. Like, if everybody plays up to their potential and they stay healthy, they – I mean, I think I think it was Colin Coward maybe had them as the fifth-best team in the NFC. Like, they, they well, have the ability. I think they're ability. right in there. Yeah. I, that's where I would have them, right around there. Now, but the, the depth becomes an issue, especially in the secondary when you talk about that. Like, to your point, they've won – they have one good player in the secondary. Like, to phrase it that way, you talk well, about the corner. I think Avante Maddox. Avante Maddox. Yeah, so, okay, so they, they have two, two good players. Two one out, special player. Two out of the yeah. five who are going to start for them in the secondary are good. Yes. One is special. One is good. The other three are not good to, yes. to potentially non-existent. To, like, practice squad players. Yeah. yeah. So, and then if Darius Slay goes down, you yeah. know? So that that's that's a, and and these guys do every year we lose guys every year we're we're a month in the season saying oh look at the injuries look at the injuries it's gonna happen and they were better last year and you hope that continues the Sirianni the new medical staff the luck goes in their way but I do think that when we get into those discussions that's where I worry is it like if Slay goes down like they're screwed like that is something they could submarine your sure. season I, now I do think the front seven is better like. Their linebackers could be considerably better than Absolutely. they were last year. Like Kaiser White, the best group we've had since since Bradham and Hicks or whatever you want to say. So Kaiser White, I definitely think it's fair to have skepticism about the signing because how he's been so bad at yeah. bringing and he's in small, linebackers. Like there are things you can point to, you know, yeah. small for a linebacker, all that type. Of but thing. I definitely, like, I think his ceiling is way higher than like T.J. Edwards, Davion Taylor, like the guys that they trotted out there last year. I think Kaiser White is better than them. He's had I mean, better he's careers, probably better. I mean, Davion Taylor might have a higher ceiling. I don't. No, I mean, I, I'm not a huge Davion Taylor guy, but obviously did show some improvement last year and athletically has right. a lot of talent. So, but so, yeah. but I think if like you were to put all the linebackers on the ros- roster last year and then Nicobe Dean and Kaiser White in that group, every single general manager would pick Kaiser White and Nicobe Dean before they picked any of the other linebackers. Pro- I don't know, but probably. I mean, I don't know the Davion Taylor skill. Like, ability. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I know you're not a big Davion guy. I'm not but, at all. But honestly, like, like I, I, I get your point of like he's a great I athlete. Just don't know so what who they, knows? Because Kaiser White, like. I don't know that Kaiser White's been pretty good for the Chargers. Yeah, he he made a lot of tackles downfield. Like it's not like he was like up busting up plays well, and stuff like I'll look that. As, yeah, I I agree with that. But I I think that he's better I than what they had last year. 
I think right. he's like like in terms of like I don't know that he's that much better than TJ Edwards. Like he probably is, but I don't know that he's that much better than TJ Edwards. Well, I point. think he's a better better athlete. Like, sure. Yeah. TJ Edwards is kind of like uh I think Nicobe Dean is like TJ Edwards on steroids in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I think Nicobe is a better athlete and and he has great instincts. I think what hurts TJ is TJ has great instincts. He's just not as quick out there. So I think it impacts him. But I think their front seven's better which will help the back four as well, or five, however you want to phrase it. So they have questions there, but because the front seven's better and they, if they get better pressure, it should help the secondary. All right, quickly with the secondary, and then I want to get to some other stuff, the Jordan Davis stuff, the thoughts on day three of the draft, because we haven't talked about that at all. Um, but quickly, on the cornerback safety thing, like, what do you think happens? Do you think they address these positions? James Bradbury's the big name now, talking about potentially getting cut from the Giants. Um, what do you think's going to happen here? So I think the Bradbury thing is is real. I think there's a chance they could get him. It does seem like the Giants are going to cut him. And once he's cut, obviously he's a free agent. He can go wherever he wants. I think the Eagles would definitely have interest in him. And I think they could structure the deal where it would be team-friendly, how he's always good at that. Like, I think it's going to cost, if I had to guess, around $10 or $11 million guaranteed. And if you do that and you give him a five-year deal where, like, he gets all of it up front and, you you know, you're talking about a $2 million cap hit or whatever. And I think he would be a massive addition. Like, Darius Slay is better, but James Bradbury is good enough to be a number one corner on, you know, a decent amount of teams. Like, he's a low-end one. He's a very good corner. Extremely high, too, right? So, he would be probably the best number two, or at least in the short discussion of number two corners in the league. So, I would, I think they definitely have interest in him. I think he would have interest in coming here. And I think it could happen if he gets cut. It's just a matter of whether or not a team decides to blow the doors off of Bradbury with, with money. But there's definitely interest. Like, it could definitely happen. And if it does... Then the, when the defense is even, obviously it's huge because then you're only really having questions about safety. Sa- and then if you play Marcus, it's not as big a deal at that safety position. Yeah. If you you could get by with a uh, Marcus Epps or whatever because you've got so much talent the rest of the secondary theoretically at the corners. So safety, and this is just speculation. I think I saw I think I saw someone speculate on Twitter, and I think it makes sense. Um, but Chuck Clark from the Ravens, he started some games. He's from Philly. I think he's about 26, 27. He would be like a low end. Like he's someone I think you could probably trade Reger for, you know, and make that that type of a uh, trade. But he he's better than, you know, a lot Marcus of what they Epps. have. <laughs> I mean, well, so I'm I'm not big on Marcus Epps, but I was surprised when I look back. He played like you know, I look it felt almost like he made more plays than Anthony year. Harris last yeah. year. I'll tell you that much. And then I guess like, are we definitely out on Kayvon Wallace? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I wh- why wouldn't we be? What have we seen from the guy? Like, make a play. He made yeah. one play, one tackle. He left the game. Right. It's the only thing I ever remember him doing. I liked him at Clemson. Like, I know I was, it's a shame. I was, I was down with that pick. I kind of like, felt the, the same about pick. him as I do Nicobe. That was the one pick that well, Nicobe was a way better. He was, player. but I'm yeah. saying in terms of like a guy where I'm like, this guy was a great player and yeah. a great program, yeah. like all yeah. that stuff, yeah. and had the same type I got of personality. I mean, who knows? You never know. Like it happens, but I, I. Totally dismissed Gavon Wallace as a potential starter player for this team. But if you add Bradbury, then it's really just the safety spots that it's, you're not yeah. feeling good and, about. And again, I do think I said this last spot. I do think, look, June 1st cuts. Guys are going to – the Bradbury thing, there will be other guys like that. We know how he can wheel and deal. We just talked about Training the camp. depth that they have at the offensive line. I'm sure there's a potential lineman for safety trade out there. That type of thing. I don't think – I have ha- a Nate Herbig tape too. Okay, I want to get to that. I don't think how he's uh, done adding to the secondary – um, all right, I want to get your Nate Herbig take and then the Jordan Davis thing, but download the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. It's just 
the best. We've been having so much fun. Basketball playoffs have been just an absolute blast to use the app for. Uh, not yeah, so see. much game one. No, not no. great for you. I'm at, I'm not as Did out. Did you as bet you on are. Philly? Oh, yeah, they're cooked. Of course, five yeah. games maybe. If you ah, oh, just they're done. It's I'll over. save my takes for the Thursday podcast. Okay, yeah. It, when it, they're down, if your 2-0. take is not they're done, then yeah. it's probably not a great thing. But well, you look so depressed right now. You really look bummed about this. I just. Their Eagles are good. Who cares? They're so much better than <laughs> Miami. It's just such but a shame. Not. Like, I mean, they're like clearly if, not. If, if they had, if Philly had their best player, they would they would win this series in five. Mm-hmm. So, like mm-hmm. that, I think is the upsetting thing. Is that like, mm-hmm. it's once again they don't have the best player, and it is what it is. But like the like Miami's not special. Like Miami, I think I said this to you, and you agreed. They're the they're last year's Philly in terms of being yeah, number one. But they're still better than the Sixers. That's the problem. But not Sixers if they are forced. Not if they haven't beat them. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Pro- I mean, obviously, they have a much better chance with Embiid. Without Embiid, they're just way worse. I yeah. do think you underrate Miami. Miami's a bunch of dudes. That, but that, bunch that's of dudes. the team I hate, though. Like, that's, like, just me personally. I know, personally. but that's you yeah. personally. That right. doesn't well, mean that, that they're a bad basketball yeah. team. Either way. You can I think they're the, they're a better version of the Raptors, which is what I'd say. Well, you can bet on all of it with the Bad Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. You can bet on baseball. Live in-game betting is a blast. There's futures if you like how a team just did this weekend. I don't know, maybe Philly, you know? Maybe worth the shot on those yeah. futures odds for, for our guys I should actually here look and see how the odds change. Yeah, so you can check all that out again. It's the uh, Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. It's the only sportsbook and casino app that we here at Go Birds recommend. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. Sports and ca- Sportsbook and casino, all in one amazing app. And here's the app. You sign up now. New customers make your first bet risk-free up to $750. Just download the app now in the App Store, Google Play Store, or at pa.betparks.com. Use our promo code GOBIRDS. That is G-O-B-I-R-D-S. You must be 21 in President Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem, go 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Nate Herbig take. So I remember when I first started covering the team. Remember Alan Barber? Of course I remember Alan Barber. So I guess it wasn't super first, but it was like, Alan you know, Barber, not four or five lo- years. Not and- a loquacious fellow. What does loquacious mean? It means verbose. Or no, yes. La- yeah. La- Very quiet. He, so we, when I worked for the team, Bo Wolf, funny enough, was working for the Eagles then too, and we used to do like interviews with players. Yep. And Bo Wolf asked Alan Barber 27 questions in three minutes. That's how much Alan Barber Yeah, did. one or we two word answers the whole time. Bo was like, I need questions. This guy doesn't talk much. And we came up with, tw- he ran out of 27 questions in three minutes. It was the most, um, it's like, yep. Nope. It was the most. Yeah. I, and this is for the team. Like he's working, he's not like a media guy trying right. to like screw he's probably you. Asking very nice questions. He's the, it's the eatphiladeagles.com. and it was it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Anyway, so I remember Barber. when they traded Alan Barber to the, to the Broncos. Packers. Wasn't it the Packers? I think they traded him to the Broncos. Really? I would almost bet you on this. You probably know better than I do. So it's I good. remember I made a huge deal about it. I was like, "This is such a dumb decision. You need Alan Barber. Depth is so important on the offensive line." Blah blah blah. And then I'm not hurting them at all. So I am ready to You're like right, the Broncos. So I'm ready to admit I could be overreacting to this. But I really, really don't like the decision. Wow. Like we just talked about how special their depth is on the offensive line. Like losing Herbig hurts that. They still have really good depth and all that stuff. But Herbig is, in my opinion, a very solid backup at two spots. He does struggle to snap the ball at center, which is an yeah, issue. He stinks at center. Well, he stinks at snapping he stinks the ball. At he had a disastrous game at center. He did. He had the one like, disastrous game. Like the, he lost the game for him potentially. Yeah, the, the Giants game you're talking yeah. about with he the was penalty. Yeah, he was bad. That. I agree. But but like he is a young guy that's been in the team, been on the team for a while. That you can play at multiple spots. 
And it, to release him just feels silly to me. Well, they clearly tried to trade him and it didn't work out. I don't think there's any chance. For sure, they, I agree with that. Uh, and look, I get it. I, would I rather have Nate Herbert in a perfect world on a team rather not? Sure. like the guy's Especially fine. now because yeah, you have 90 just, roster spots. Yeah, but I think it's pretty clear that they already have I think the Cam Jurgens pick knocked him out. Like they already yep. have enough linemen. I mean, you got to get rid. Of, I I probably would have gotten su- rid of Suo Beta over him. I would have probably kept. But I think they probably think that Suo Beta is a better center than he is. And I, I look, and I he think might be. And Suo might be as good of a guard. Too. He might be. So the point I, I think is, they're I just think even. it's. A, I just think it's. And like I get it. I would rather. But like two point four million. You know, they need every dollar they can right. get right now. And I just think they were like, all right, well, we can't have a full team made of backup offensive linemen. Like we just don't have enough spots for all these guys. And this could just it, this could just be like nitpicking about the phrasing, but the report was like they did him a favor essentially. Yeah, it's like this isn't you know, I know. like it's yeah. a business. Like yeah. like hold on to Herbig into training camp. What if like Sua goes down? Yeah. What if Landon goes down? Or what if down? a guy on another team yeah. gets hurt? You exactly. Trade him then exactly. I, yeah. Like I think. I would have I would have held on them. And I acknowledge that we're talking about, you know, like the third or fourth best guard on the roster. So it is what it is. But like I have seen too many times with this team how important offensive line depth is. And I think Herbig Herbig is a good backup offensive lineman. So just to release him to me seems so silly. I get it. I do now get you're it. yawning. Yeah, yeah. I'm right. telling you, man, once I have this yawn, yeah. like it's just so hard to just to get out. I didn't actually yawn though. You were I, close. I held it in though. Yes. Well, yeah. that's what I think yeah. we See, just... I didn't I wouldn't people wouldn't have known unless you said something though. See, I'm a Well, pro. I'm trying. Yeah, no. I'm trying <laughs> to like trying to make myself feel not as bad yes. cuz I've literally tried to get this yawn out like yeah. 10 times. Um, I look, again, I I don't I don't hate on that. Like it's fine. I would I would I would take her big over not taking him. I just understand the reality of the situation, the fact that they can't keep all the back offensive line yeah. and they have and also that, look, I agree. I probably would have waited it out, all that. But, like, this is all, like, they do this stuff all the time where it's like he's helping an agent out. Hopefully the agent will get you back, like, all that. I get it. I get it. I'm, I don't love it. I don't hate it. I don't, not really going to care too much Right, about and it. that's where I think you ultimately everyone should fall on it, mm-hmm. right? But when I saw it, my initial gut reaction was, like, I don't really like this. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to share that. All right, Jordan Davis. Okay. So I went back and I watched... Georgia's game against all the defensive snaps, Georgia's game against Michigan in the semifinal, and then Alabama in the college football final. And I picked those two games because I've heard a lot about, like, Jordan Davis didn't play a lot of snaps because they were up in so many games, and I think that's true. Jordan Davis didn't play on third down a lot because they were playing in fear competition. They had good edge rushers. Like, I think that's probably true to that. But I think in those two games against Michigan and Alabama, like, that's where Georgia had to be at their best. That's where they were playing the best competition, the most important games, and I think it's the best snapshot snapshot of what they really feel about their talent. Would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's all situational and scheme, and there's a lot of different factors, but sure. But in general. I mean, yeah, but again, it's it's game flow and, and dictate. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And I also think, you know, with the Georgia team, like, their, their bench is so deep with talent. Like the the guys who are like rotation guys are going to be like first round picks next year and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I do think it's a, I think it's a unique situation that in terms of playing time, what they do on the field when they're on it, sure. But in terms of playing time, I'm not going to get too wrapped up in this. He didn't play enough or did or whatever because I think the like when you have like eight guys who are all like first round NFL picks on your team, like you got to get those guys. Especially now with the transfer portal, guys can leave all that stuff. Like you want guys to be happy, you want guys to be playing. So. So no, not like to to boil it down. No, I don't. In terms of playing time, right. in terms of on the field production, sure. So I agree with a lot of what you said. I do think the transfer portal thing matters now. The NIL thing matters now too, right? Like there are a lot of dynamics at play here. 
But in the championship game against Alabama, a game that was close up until, I don't know, five or six minutes to go in the fourth. And oh, like no, the, they pulled away before then, didn't they? It was so like fourth, I had thought that as well, but I think I that they, they right. I think that they didn't take like a big lead until like three or four minutes ago. Cause they sure? had it. So they, it was really close. They had a touchdown to take the mm-hmm. lead and then they had a pick six, which put them up, I think, 33 yeah. 18. So I think it was 24 18 when they threw the interception. So that's relatively close. Yeah. I, okay. I, I don't. I remember watching it and thinking it was close the whole game until it really fell apart in the final four. Yeah, I remember like it feeling like pretty pretty dumb. You should look it up. I think Alabama was winning in the fourth. But while you look it up, I'll say, all right, so against Alabama, going against the biggest game and the best competition, Jordan Davis played, and I have it written down in my phone, but I think it was something like five out of 22 third downs or something like that, four or five out of 22 third downs. He wasn't on the field. There were three times when it was third and goal from the six or closer. He wasn't on the field for any of those downs. And you're right. Like, they have a deep pass rushing group. Nolan Smith, uh, I think it's Jalen Carter is going to be first-round pick next year. They're both, like, top ten picks. Yeah, exactly. They're both – exactly. Uh, Javon Walker was a top ten pick. Um, They had Devontae Wyatt in there, first-round pick this year. So, like, there is talent for sure. But here's here's my biggest takeaway watching Jordan Davis for – how many snaps it was maybe sixty or seventy snaps against like elite level competition or the best teams they played. He is he is definitely like good against the run and he was out there on a lot of first and second downs. But Howie Roseman even said this actually. Howie Roseman was on with Angelo Cataldi on Tuesday morning and he said that when they were scouting Jordan Davis, he said to his scouts, "Convince me he's not just a first and second down player." And obviously his scouts convinced him of that because they drafted him. But by saying that, what he is basically saying is, this guy is not going to be worth it if he's not on the field in third on third downs. That's like essentially the question, right? If you're saying, tell me why he's not a top, just a first and second down player, you're saying he has to be on the field in third downs. And he could be. He could definitely come to the Eagles. And his rookie year, he's not going to be a finished product. So I don't think he, he has to be it right away. But there are going to be moments in both this year and definitely like in the future, because I think the roster is just getting better, where they're going to be playing big games and there's going to be big times. Like there's going to be a third and seven against a really good quarterback or whatever, where the Eagles need a stop. Like late in the game, big game, late in the game, big game, big down, big situation. Jordan Davis has got to be on the field in those situations. He just has to be. You don't draft someone in the top 15 who's going to be a run stopper on first and second down. And I know he can help the other pass rushers. And I know first and second down are are important because it you know more potential- important. I mean, if well, being third real. down's the most important. Right, down but in reality, like the the point is 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 if you stop them on first and second down, then they have a much longer Correct. chance. Yes. of, you know, if it's third and long, it's much less likely you're going to get a first down than if it's third and two, third and four, third and whatever. You right. know, yeah, for so sure. So the the I mean, in reality, what you do on first and second down influences third down a lot more than stop. You have to stop them on third down too. But first and second, you could argue that right. first and second down are most important because that's how you set up third and long. It's whatever. like Gannon. I think Gannon used to say the best third down defense is good first and yeah, second. Yeah, that's exactly and right. Yes, but but ultimately there are going to be big third downs. Sure. There are going to be there are going to be situations where you've got to get off the field, and in those situations, like you have to have players out there that you've invested your top resources in. Like Hassan Reddick has to be rushing the passer on third down, right? You would agree with that? I, like yes and no. I, I, Hassan Reddick does because if he is, but I. I but Jordan Davis should be that. Like, I don't, again, I, I think Jordan Davis can be worth the 13th pick without ever being a premium pass rusher. Wow, I, see, yeah, that's where yeah, I disagree. Yeah, I, I think he absolutely can. I mean, Vince Wolfwork was never a premium pass rusher. Vince Wolfwork was absolutely worth, he was the 12th pick in the draft. He was worth it. 
He was a home run pick in that mm-hmm. spot. Like, I, I just think, especially if they're running more three four, like he doesn't have to get to the quarterback to be a an incredibly valuable player. And I think that's what you're seeing when you, you know, and I've done a, a deep dive obviously on it. You know, we all have, I think, since the since the draft. But like when you read about scheme and you read about how he fits and what they plan to do with him or theoretically plan to do with him and stuff, like he doesn't have to be a great pass rusher to have an incredible value for this defense. Now, I think he can get there, and I think he will. Like, I think he will be on down the road. I think that they are going to to try and turn him into that where he can be, and he'll never be an elite pass rusher. Like, he's just not going to be. He's too well, big. but that's concerning. I mean, I, it's not. He's a nose tackle. Well, saying, he's no, a I'm nose saying, guard. Right, like, but I'm saying to me. Like, because— yeah, I, And again, I'm saying I, I'm good with that. Like, right. if he's going to be an elite nose guard, if he's going to be a someone who is literally takes over the middle of the field like that and can first and second out monster, I don't need him to be an elite third down guy. Like, but don't you think you can guard. find it's those not, guys? No, you can't find a, humans like Jordan Davis. We can only Davis, name but. a few in the history of football who are super impactful players. Like when you get those huge guys who are that dominant in the middle, like no, you're t- so you're saying you can only name a few that were super impactful pass rushers or just super impactful nose. I'm tackles. saying guys, nose tackles were impactful, pa- like that big. That there are like almost none who are like super impactful pass rushers. You know, so so that's that. But that, they were super valuable players. Is they my were valuable point. players. I just think like he. I think they change what you do on defense, and that's again partially influenced by everything you you know read right. and the way that people are going to use them all. That. But in terms of especially if they want to run more three four, which it's clear from this offseason they're definitely going to, like having that guy in the middle makes a massive difference, even if he never gets to the quarterback. Yeah, like, that's the point of that position. So I get your point. I would prefer he's a pass rusher, but I think that the the grandiose statement of like he has to be on there. I don't think he does to be an incredibly important player for Philadelphia Eagles. I think Jordan Davis is definitely going to have a long, successful NFL career. Like, barring there being, like, you know, I personal be, things I don't know is, about. I think he'd be absolutely worth the 13th pick in the draft while never becoming a great pass rusher. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I just don't agree. So, I... I mean, factually, I'm right. Like, whether you agree or not, like, I'm factually right. Well, but... It, so, again, I will say Vince Wolford. No, I know, was but... Was he worth the 12th pick in the draft? Yes, he was. Correct, but I also think we'd have to go back and look at, like, all the nose tackles taken... You know, all the like the guys like Jordan Davis in the top 15. Because you're right, there are examples, but Vince Wilfork was drafted when? Like, I think he was the 12th pick in the draft. No, no, I'm saying time. like what year? Years ago. Yeah. Right, so that, well, so I'm saying like there, there are exceptions to every rule. Like you can point to every— well, I think that's the whole point of Jordan Davis, right? He's the exception to everything. He's, He's the greatest athlete, athlete in history. Yeah, sport. for sure. Yeah, but for like, sure. I mean, Vita Vea. Vita Vea. But like, so, I, and I'm willing to say hands up, like maybe I undervalue Vita Vea. But to me, I don't view Vita Vey as like worthy of a top thirteen. Pick. Vita Vey is absolutely just, worth the I'm top. Just letting th- you are know, you out of your right. mind? I just think ultimately, you you are totally right that Jordan that. Davis. I think Jordan Davis is good. When I watch these two games, he will have a successful NFL career because he's so big and he takes up so Vita much. Vita Davis space, has right? Vita Vey has eleven and a half sacks in four seasons. Right. That's, I, yeah, that's I, less than three a season. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the type of player Jordan Davis is going to be. And I'm just, and I think I, that's. Incredibly valuable. Yep, and I can only give my opinion on this. And my opinion is, I would be disappointed. Well, I well, there's some context that can be had, but like Vita Vea probably plays on third downs. And I would have again, to go look. I but. think that Jordan, but the point with I think you'll get on the field in third downs. Yeah, that's your one concern. But the point is, him being on third in the field on third downs, he doesn't actually always have to get to the quarterback, or even often get to the quarterback to still be a valuable person on the field on third down. If he's taking up two blockers in any situation. He, that's a win. Like, whether it's first, second, or third down, if he can take up the center and the guard, if he can take those guys, and, and they are they have to focus on Jordan Davis. I agree with this. That yeah. is a win for the defense in any situation. 
100%. And when I watched them against Alabama and Michigan, there were lots of times they did double-team him. Like, there was a play early on against Alabama where he got single coverage, and he basically blew right by the guy and pretty much sacked Bryce Young. Bryce Young was able to throw it on the last second, but it was it was pretty much a sack. Mm-hmm. And it was actually ruled a fumble initially, and Nakobe Dean picked it up and ran it back for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Eagles fans want to go watch, you know. So. <laughs> but, like, I, so I'm not saying he does not have it in him to do it. I'm just saying, for me, he has to be get to a point— and you're you're right too. Like if he gets double teamed, that is impactful. But for him to be double teamed, he has to show he can consistently beat single coverage, and he has to do that to to get the double teamed. And he has to do it on third down. Like we can get into the de- de- debate about how important each down is. And you're right. Like if you're in a third and long because Jordan Davis did two tackles for losses on the first two downs, like yeah, then that's incredibly impactful for sure. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see a lot of that against Michigan and Alabama. And I'm not like Mr. X's and O's. Like I get that. I'm not you know. But when I watch those two games, like he did not stick out to me outside of maybe two or three snaps. So I just God, you're such a Jordan Davis hater. I'm just being honest. It's a like great pick. The further we get away from it, the more I like it. I've actually, well, what's funny is I went like I, I wanted him anyway. Like I was, I said going in, I was happy with it and all that. But like the more we get away from it, the more I read, the more I look into it, the more I watch. Like I'm, I'm all in on the pick. I love the pick. So leading up to the draft, I didn't want it. Yep. I I understood it. After it, I liked it better, if you remember. I said I like it better after the A.J. Mm-hmm. Brown trade. And I get it. Like, I think smart teams make that pick. Mm-hmm. You bet on big, super talented defensive linemen. Athletic like, you do, guys. for sure. Yep. Yep. But Howie acknowledged that third down is a question. Mm-hmm. And that's my concern. And it sounds like it was his, it was his concern as well. And he, they are projecting he'll be able to do it. Their evaluation is he will be. Well, they, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And I think he has the potential, too, just because of what an athlete he is. But, like... When you look at other players in the draft, and this is an extreme example, but like Jamison Williams showed you in college what he will be, like what you wanted to be successful at in the NFL, right? Like Aiden Hutchinson, like these guys, like you don't know if it'll translate, but you saw them do in college what you want them to do at the pros. I don't think you saw Jordan Davis do in college what the Eagles need or want him to do in the pros. I think he was asked to do Correct. I'm not, I'm not blaming him for it, but I'm saying I think it's a harder evaluation when you're saying, like, can this guy do something we're not seeing him do on tape? That that's what that's my basic mm-hmm. concern. Yeah, I'm not as concerned. Again, he's also again a freak athlete. Yeah, and now he's gonna have real NFL coaching and all that stuff. Like, I I think people are freaking out. And but I, I but for what it's worth, and I think with defensive tackle, it's a little different because just being so big is a massive skill. But there have been tons of freak athletes that are like the best athlete in the draft. All of those, course, I, but it's rare that the best athlete in the draft is a 340-pound dude. Correct, yeah. Like 6'6", 340 pounds. Just being a great athlete doesn't never mean. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't, but I do think that the context matters here. They were talking about his ability to be explosive yep. and to get to the quarterback. Like being a great athlete is going to help and he in does, that situation. It did stick out to me like he's a hustle player. He yeah. ran to the sidelines a lot. He Love followed it. the ball a lot. I think he has really quick feet. Obviously, it showed up in the 40, but, like, yes. just in terms of— there's Tape t- Elliot. Film yeah, Elliot. Yeah, look at I me, right? This. Like, even just, like, his feet reminded me of Fletcher Cox in the way, Whoa. like, how, like, he's able to, like, move quickly in small spaces and stuff. I just have—it just—I know maybe I'm overreacting, but, like, it's just so crazy to me that in the biggest yeah. game of the year, in a game that was close the majority Elliot. of the time, he did not play Elliot, on third downs. Elliot, Elliot, Elliot. And, and so, so to your point— Elliot, let yeah. me just say something. Let me just right. say one more thing. Okay, go ahead. I understand that there were guys on the field that are going to be high picks, and that's a good reason. But Jordan Davis was the 13th pick in the draft, so let's not act like he, you know, like fell to the second. Like he was, like you know, well, if, he wouldn't have. He's too good a player. He well, was going in that range no matter what. So, so the Eagles got what, like the fifth best defensive lineman on the, on Georgia? 
I mean, I think there's an argument to make they got the best defensive lineman on Georgia. I think there's a lot of, I mean, they got the second one drafted, all right? Like, right. So they got the second, according to the NFL, the second best, if you want to do it that way. But, I mean, tra- like, I'm not a huge dream on Walker. I'm I would have taken Hodgson first. Walker was a defensive tackle. I had to move the defensive end because they had Wyatt and Davis. And they were like, oh, you're going right. to play defensive end. Like, I think he's got all the talent, like, all the physical abilities in the world, too. But I like I I feel more confident that Jordan Davis won't be a bust than I do the Trayvon Walker. I do not. I agree with that. I think there is a very very unless his weight becomes a thing and that's yeah. like a per like that's I, the I only can't issue. speak to that. I agree but with like you. if he stays in shape, he will make a lot of money and have a really good career. Like I think he can be a Pro Bowl talent as he is now. But for him to be like, and I, I guess is what elite, everyone elite. wants. Yeah. yeah, like he's got to do things he didn't show in college, right. and that would be my concern. Let me just. I've been trying to tell you for a long time. All right, just. Trust Howie, okay? Yeah, it's true. It's what you say I all mean, the time. Come on. Yes. I mean, I, I, all right. Uh, this this combo went way longer than I expected. You've got to go in the air soon. So well, the good news is I don't have much to say about the late round picks. Good. It well, seems like you don't either. So. I don't either. So the, quickly, day three. Uh, you and I kind of disagree. I couldn't care less about day three. Like right. I, I think that it was an A plus after day two for me. They drafted Nicobe Dean. I was set. I was happy. But as far as it goes, like I kind of like the Kansas guy. He looks all right. He's athletic. At least they took an athletic guy there. The Calcaterra pick doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but at the same time, you know, I, they're always trying to add it at that position, and you know, whatever, it's fine. I, yeah. I don't. I think it tells us maybe Tyree Jackson not as much of a superstar as everyone thought. Well, it hurt all the time. Yeah. So, um, so like, I just, I don't. Uh, would I've rather seen them take a safety in a corner? Sure. Do I know that there were guys on the board who were value worth that? No. Seems like they did a good job in those departments in the UDFA guys. Right. So also, like, it was funny. The camera said you like what a football term. It's like I like I know. I was saying UDFA like, is pretty common. Knowledge. That's what I felt like. Yeah. I was. I said UDFA is like you know what's that? I was like dude, like that's like standard. Yeah. I, I'm not like some crazy guy. Pretty saying, common term. Thank you. I anyway. think people say that a lot more than undrafted free agents. That's agent. what I thought too. Um, okay. So your thoughts on day three of the draft? Because so, you didn't like it that much. Yeah. I just like. So Chiron Chiron Johnson, he's 23 already, and he is a great athlete, but like he's kind of a tweener. Now I think he's not kind of. He's definitely he's definitely a tweener, right? He now if they're gonna play three four, like he does project as like a stand up edge rusher. I know he's like a Reddick ish guy, like a low correct, but but like that type of yeah, yeah, yeah. like or like a better Jannard Avery. Yeah, and my thing with him is just the age. It's like. And I get you draft special qualities late. Like, you know, Jordan Mailata was drafted because he's just like a freak athlete, right? Like, so I get that that, and he could be that. And I think he'll make the roster next year as a special teams player unless he's a complete disaster in camp. So, like, I just don't like that they drafted a really old player late in the rounds. Like, you would think that's somebody that you expect to contribute right away. And with his, like, skill set and his body type, I'm not sure he'll be much more than just a special teams guy, which holds value. Yeah, you know, well, but, I think he's definitely going to be a special teams guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was apparently very good on special teams, and he has physical abilities and stuff. I think special teams alone, he'll he'll have some value for the team, which is six round pick. You know that's fine. I right. get your point. You want to draft someone where you could see them like being. Or he's like, young, and you can develop him. But again, six round like pick's what's not it, playing it's right away. Twenty one, twenty three is that big a difference? Like it does matter over the course of a career, but in terms of like what you want from the guy, like if he gives you four good years and he's heading into athletic prime, you feel great about it. Yeah. So and then the the tight end out of SMU, like. Yeah, I, I, I will say drafting a guy who had to retire in in or college. Because of concussions, and don't love it. I also think it's important. Like, I'm hesitant to. Well, we did talk to him. I've read things like 
Concussions are a serious issue. So yes. if he felt the need to retire, I obviously respect that No, I'm that not decision. ribbing it. My boy is like, that's just But it just also like, seemed like he retired just because, like, he had other interests. Like he, oh, I didn't know that. It seemed like he was, like, now could have been because of football, but he also, like, went down a career path that he was into. And then he came back to football because he missed it. But when I watched the highlights of him, and keep in mind, these are, like, the highlights. Mm-hmm. He did not look super athletic to me. He looked very much just like an eight or nine yard and catch it type, receiver, uh, type of tight end. He had not great numbers at Oklahoma. I know that he was viewed as a top prospect coming out of high school. He was, I think he was named um, best tight end in the when he was with Oklahoma one year. But I don't know. Like, I get taking chances on guys, and I guess you can make the argument for him that he was once a really high recruit. So, you know, if he continues to stay – if he continues to play and he doesn't get concussions, I think he's drafted higher. So we did talk about that last time. Matt. We do like those guys, taking a right. shot on the guys who maybe weren't quite – didn't live up into college what they were thought of as a prospect yeah. coming out of high school and stuff like that. But the concussion thing is very worrisome. It's worrisome. That was my ba- – it's like – that's scary. But it's also a seventh-round pick, so like the chances of them making the roster in general are, are zero. Yeah, or it's our low to begin with. Agree. Um, um, what about the UDFA guys or the undrafted free yes. agent guys? What did you think? Because it did seem like as far as it goes, the Eagles – Lauded for that group, and for what and it's they worth, spent a lot of money. Look, every year those guys matter. I mean, two fourths of the Philly special. Yes, we're Phillies. We're we're, we're UDFA guys. Well, it's interesting. And Clement. So like, there are always guys who contribute as UDFA. The guys. four guys in the Philly special: Jason Kelsey, six round. Yeah, Trey Foles, Burton, undrafted. Third, yeah, yeah, right. So not a lot of you know. Premier. Not high end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like two for two of those guys were UDFA guys. Like UDFA's will matter. And I think that the money they spent in the UDFA class. Like, I know they didn't have late-round picks, so it kind of evens out. But to me, it's just another example of, like, the Eagles are willing to spend. Uh-huh. Like, they're out there bidding against teams, outbidding for guys. Yeah, and, well, we're talking about, like, they, they bid $200,000. Well, well, no, no, but I'm just saying, like, like we cover a team and follow a team where we've never had to say they are being cheap. No, and I think oh, there's a lot I, of teams oh, out there. No, that's yeah. a great—I— Totally with that, but right. I do think that that to your initial point, I think part of that is because they trade. If like if they, yeah, don't, they don't trade, have, they don't have the salaries in the fifth and sixth right. round. Right. Yeah. yeah. But so, but I agree. Look, a credit to them that that's an opportunity where all it comes down to is paying more, and they do that. I love that. I wish my team always did. Any right. of my teams, like if it just comes down to money, spend the money, and Jeffrey's always spending. Yeah. Money. So credit. So I really like the cornerback out of Clemson. A lot of people think he was better than Andrew Booth last year. Clearly, Booth a better prospect, drafted way higher. But I think that he's a guy that. Could come in and like seriously compete for that number two cornerback uh, job. Um, the cornerback out of Alabama. Some people think maybe he could Josh play Josh Joby. Josh Joby. Some people think he could play safety. Um, so there's some position versatility there. Carson Strong. Hey. I mean, if, if if they draft Carson Strong in like the fifth round, I think there's a lot more of like, oh look at this. And, yeah. But I just think his knees are so bad. Clear, he didn't get drafted. Like a, the, it's clear. Like he is definitely physically good enough. Like as a quarterback to have gotten drafted. The knees well, are serious. Apparently not. No, I'm saying because oh, yeah, I'm I, saying yeah. I'm saying he's ta- sorry. I said he said he's talented yes. enough where he's worth a seventh round pick for some team. It's just the knees. It's although I, knees. I read some articles that said he didn't interview well for well, what it's worth. That's possible. Which so, matters at that position. Yeah, especially at that position. Yeah. So I think he's someone that, like, he's a guy that I think, like, as opposed to other UDFAs, you could look at and say there's a there's like a chance he's special. Like there's just a, he has a strong arm. He was viewed as a top prospect. If his knees hold up, like he could be a good value signing. Or honestly, they could like cut him before training camp. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise. It wouldn't me. be shocking. It could go one or the other way. But I think in terms of just spending money, like as a third quarterback, why not? Now no they guaranteed him three twenty. If that's the I case. I don't know what it was, but either way, why not? Yeah. So I think like he's a practice squad guy. Yeah, in my or, yeah, because they didn't or the number carry three. three. I think he's probably the number three who gets deactivated on game day. Right. Well, the Reed Sinek guy, they kind of like. For what it's worth, the the 
the what's his name? Reed Sinet. Oh, Reed Sinet. I thought you said something else. I was so confused. I was like, what? well, I accidentally called. What was the punter's name last year? Arian Sipos. Yeah, I accidentally last year tweeted that he was the third string gotcha. quarterback. Yeah, Reed Sinet is the Sinet third string guy, quarterback. Like, yeah, yeah. Not, you know, I don't think that's anything. Well, they. I mean, I just. They might like you're right. Reed Sinet like is Carson athletic. Carson Strong has to beat him out. Yeah, exactly. Right. I I don't think it's like a lock that Carson Strong is I think Strong it's between those guy. two guys for sure. That's and then fair. if me and then I think if they really like what they see out either from them, it maybe they can trade. Yeah. Um. All right. I like it. Um. You got to go on the radio? Yeah, I have one quick final thought. Yeah, I was going to add to anything else before the final thought? No, Any, okay. done football. Go ahead. So, so I'm done. I'm done. Me and Kristen ordered a new bed frame. Okay. First of all, I whenever Kristen says bed, like she calls the bed the bed spring and the mattress the mattress. When I think of bed, I think of like the whole, whole thing. thing. Yeah, yes. I generally think of the whole so thing. So there's been a lot of times the last few days where she's been like the bed. and Yeah, I think of the whole thing when I think of the bed. Correct. Okay. So, we so ordered, she's just talking about the mattress? When, when she that? says bed, she means the bed frame. That's weird. And she calls the mattress the mattress. Okay. Whereas yeah, I think fine. of the bed as the mattress. I agree. The whole thing. Yeah. Okay. So we got a new bed frame for our bed. And it's coming. So we took apart our old bed frame. And our mattress is currently on the floor. Right? I think that's the best way to have a mattress. I don't like <laughs> I don't like bed frames anymore. It's so nice. Like, it doesn't squeak or move. Like, you just lay down on it. You don't have to worry about anything. Why, why do we have to be so high up? Like, it's comfortable. Kingsley can jump right up. Like, I think it looks good aesthetically for what it's worth. <laughs> I am all in on just the bed on the floor. And she, her thing is like, well, it's, when, when she Maybe first- aesthetically it is worse. Like, you don't have I don't whole, know. I think it's kind of calming. It almost looks like a, like, not, I mean, yoga is not the right word, but like, yoga it's kind mat. of like zen <laughs> Like, so when, when she first met me, I had an apartment in Brewery Town and my bed was on the floor. I did not have a bed frame. And I think maybe that's why I like it. Like, it's, you know, it's when we first met. But I just, I think it's a superior way to do things. I don't care. Like, right. I'm trying to think of, like, a take on this or how I feel. I think if, you, if Emily got rid of the- Really don't care. Yeah, I think if she got rid of the bed frame- you, We've gone without it. We've we've switched before. Yeah. I, like, I, do, I get the purpose of the bed frame. Like, I'm fine with the bed frame. I'm fine when it's not there. I really don't care. One way well, that's my take. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, there's someone out there listening who's like, no! I know. Elliot, you maniac! Yeah, yeah. I don't care. We've had it on the floor, and I've often thought, like, what's the difference? Like, exactly. I'm a, I'm I think it's more comfortable. In this case, more man. comfortable. I don't think it's more comfortable. I think that's probably in your head. I find it It's probably the exact same I also really like laying... I also think <laughs> air mattresses... Soothing. I find it yeah. soothing. I think air mattresses are really comfortable. I hate air Like, I love... We have, we have diverged. There's been times diverged. we've we've put the air mattress up in front of the TV in the living room and slept there at night, and mm-hmm. I think it's, like, the funnest thing in the world. I, I like the idea of sleeping in front of the TV, doing that. Like, that's, yeah. like, a sleepover type exactly, thing. Exactly, yeah. Fun. But, like, air mattress itself, not a fan. All right. They're well, fine. we have a great they're air okay. mattress. Okay. See, yeah, they're okay. Yeah. You get two people on them, it's not great. Well, we have a queen size air mattress. Oh, look at you, big time. Maybe you should spend a little. <laughs> you know. This conversation really devolved. Yes. Time. All right. Go do. Go do the radio. I thing. will. <laughs> I will. I'll go home to my. Get out of here. Bed on the floor. Stick to foot. Oh wait. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back. Parks picks by later in the week at Parks on Saturdays. I'm James.